This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, coming up today on the show, we'll let the train take the strain. We've got another fantastic app demo coming from Lena, and we'll delve into your feedback today, focusing on our Capsus Smart Vision 3 review and online dating coming up as well. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Bow, bow. Yes, Friday. I can't believe it's October already. It's nearly Christmas, I'm telling <laughs> you. It's great. The year's nearly over. The start of a brand new year, 2024. The future mad, looks isn't it? Uh, bleak. Pretty much like it always it? has yeah, done. Just... No, it doesn't look bleak. How dare you? It looks great. Absolutely amazing. Online dating. Who knows what could happen? Uh, I'm 50. I'm a overweight blind man sat in a shed, and I'm available. Please get in touch. Can we do? Can we do blind dating on here? Um, blind dating. We, um, well, any we just dating, do dating, right? I mean, for, for, there's no blind date in our world. Well, blind blind dating. That's ableist. That, that... I think. I think that can we class that as ableist? Yes, let's class that as ableist. Uh, there's no such thing Fair as enough. blind dating. It is just dating in our world. <laughs> and no, we will not be doing it. We are very happily married people. Uh, you're not even married. You're happily unmarried. Not, not to each other. No, not to each say, other. Just be very we clear are separately. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Our partners okay, may feel differently on. about that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> joined at the hip is the phrase I hear quite a lot in my house. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk a little about the online dating. It's funny, last night we were on uh, Access Tech Live with Mark and we were talking about um, the question of the day we asked there was iPhone or Android and why? And uh, it was quite interesting because <laughs> I just knew that was going to stir up all kinds of wow. interesting conversations. And one conversation that did stir up which I thought, and it's one of these things I'm hearing more and more about, and I think this is a young person thing, because the rest of us who are a little bit older, who, you know, have some perspective on life and who look beyond our own selves, um, might not feel that getting into a relationship with someone is dependent on the phone that they have. Have you heard about this? People who who will go on a date with someone... And they will learn that that person, so they're an iPhone user, and they learn that, that the, the girl or, or guy they're sitting across from has an Android phone. And that is enough to terminate the relationship for them. That cannot be true. That is, tr- that is happening who? in who? terribly dimly lit cafes and restaurants around this world. <laughs> really? Do you think that actually happens? Do you think people are that shallow? shallow? Yes. Absolutely do I think people are that shallow. Yes. Okay, I, 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 honestly, that's left me speechless. I cannot believe that happens. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely believe it happens. People are shallow. That's okay. It's fine. Yeah, but over a smart, who cares? What what difference does that possibly oh, I know. make? I know it's absolutely ridiculous and nonsensical. But does it happen? Absolutely, it does. Anyway, can I complain about something else? Oh yeah, please do. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's Let's not get really them com- all in. It's not really well. It is a complaint. I've got a complaint, and I've got an update. On something. Would you like so, to speak to the management? I, I always want to speak to the management, but uh, okay. unfortunately, you know. Mr. F. He's, uh, God bless you, Mr. F. Oh, it's Friday. Done that in a while. He'll be gearing up for a long weekend. Oh, <clears throat> uh, yes. Liquid lunch time. Absolute yep. liquid lunch, liquid dinner, liquid, <laughs> liquid <supper>. breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, dear. No, I want, to, I want to talk about X because uh, they did something Ooh. old Elon over there. Um, 
you know, he he really makes my life difficult, right? Because I come on here <laughs> and I'll say, you know what, I'll stick with X because you know why not? And you know, I'm I'm all for the people who follow me. And I want to stay there because I want to make sure those people get access to content. And then what does he do? It makes the content even harder to access. <laughs> I think he heard our show just just the other day where you said, you know what? It's all fine on there. It's, it's okay. It's all and fine. Went, right. I can sort that out. <laughs> Let's take your accessible experience and make it horrible. And has he done this? So what he's done is if you're not on X at the moment... If you share a link to an article, what used to happen was you would get a little card, I believe it is, that comes up. And in the card, there's an image, which is usually pulled from the article, and then the text of the article itself, and, of course, in there, a link. So from a screen reader point of view, you have access to the information about what the link is. Not the image so much, but then that's not a big deal because it's more about the link, right? But you know what the link is. Now, they've stripped the text of the link away, and even, and just reading into this, uh, people who are far more knowledgeable in the world of web accessibility than I am say that he's even made it impossible for screen readers to pick up on the link itself and what the link is. So now, as you scroll past on your feed, let's say you've picked up on something I've shared, like yesterday, I shared this article about how to get uh, the Canadian pricing for the Google Pixel 8 and 8 Pro and all the deals that were going on at the various carriers. And when I posted that, what came up was not a link. Well, a, a link appears, but as far as a screen reader is concerned, all it tells you is link image. That's it. You don't get any information about what that link mm-hmm. is. You have to try and refer to it in the post itself, right? So as I'm writing out the post, I'm going to have to make it very clear that the link image is what I'm talking about, uh, which I don't know how visually appealing that is, but it just seems to me such a really bad idea. And I know that the intention is to keep people on X. He doesn't want people leaving the platform. But there's got to be a better way of doing it than this. And, and I, I just think what's going to happen is more people are going to actually leave the platform by clicking on an image that they think is an image that suddenly is a link. And also... What are the privacy concerns here or the security concerns about this? You could literally yes. post a link to anything and just have people tapping it because they just think it's an image and suddenly they're sent off to somewhere. And I'm not asking people to click on a link on my Twitter feed that is suddenly sending them to they don't even know where. That just seems all wrong to me and it's such a mess. And it's not, mm-hmm. I mean, it's an accessibility disaster, no doubt at all. It's a huge error of judgment here. Um, and he just, I mean, but it's not just that. It's it's in the mainstream as well. I, I saw many videos yesterday yeah, about yeah, yeah. in the mainstream media just saying this is actually and bringing up exactly that point. You know, good luck. Now it's a Russian roulette. You tap on something that says link. Uh, visually in the top right of the image that they put together for these is the actual link. But you know, apparently it's so small, and it, who knows what if that's actually true or whatever. If that's the actual link, it's it's going to. Well, there's a so, there's a logo I think of wherever the source is for the, the link, right. right? But they've they've made it opaque, so you can't even read it. <laughs> yeah. And there was someone had... Um, so some, some people nobody were, likes were, this. Some people were, were posting last night, like one guy had sent an image, he put up an image, well, I, I, it was a link actually, and he said, try and work out what the story is I'm sending you to based on the image. Now, I don't know what the image was, but obviously it was maybe nothing to do with the story. And so how would you know where you're going to. So from from a content perspective, this is terrible. Now, Elon's idea here is that instead of 
sending people off. You would just put all the information into the post. So you had these super long posts or big long threads of content. Which, yeah, which you can't do anyway, right? With the character limitation. Yeah. How, how would that work? I, I don't know. I just think it's such a bad idea. I mean, from an accessibility point of view, it's a disaster because it makes the whole thing very difficult. And, and I really only share articles on there now. I mean, I occasionally do put up comments, of course well, I do. Well, you, don't you think disaster is a little bit overkill? I mean, it well, says I, I think link, it could be right? a disaster. If someone clicks on a link that they think is something and it turns out to take them to somewhere it's not, I just think the potential here for, you know, sending people off to dodgy websites and links because they could just be, I mean, and let's be honest, it, the place is full. I mean, it's <laughs> there's links going off to places that don't exist. Suppose well, to be ads fair, anyone places could, that don't exist. Anyone could set up a website and give it a headline of anything and it could be malicious yeah and you, it would still pull the headline even in the old system it would pull the headline and if there's a featured image it would pull but at least you know the source that. right you would say well it's the you would Guardian yes or i'm not look i'm BBC not saying it's a great idea by any stretch but I, I i do see a lot saying it's an absolute disaster but i mean i went through last night to see what what the thing was and it does say link and image so i know it's a link to tap um so it's still accessible, technically. I know I'm playing devil's advocate here, but it's still accessible. You just don't know where the hell you're going. <laughs> well, by all accounts, there are some issues even trying to access the link as well for some screen reader users. I don't know if that's the case across the board, and it could be... Oh, really? Yeah, there could be, it could be some issues there. Uh, so I do have a bit of an update on this for you, though. Um, if you still want to post a link, but you would like people to know where you're sending them, there is a way around it. There is a workaround. Oh, and it's actually pretty basic, right? You paste the link twice. That's all you do. When you're pasting your link into your post that you're sending, paste the link twice and it will appear like it used to. Has it got around to that one? Now, guaranteed, as I say this, he'll probably go and... He's listening. He'll change Please it and that'll be... It. Yeah, and then it'll be, it'll be broken and then that won't work. But at the moment, anyway, um, that's the case. And also Twitter for the web. Now, I don't know if this is a specific web app thing or whether it's a twitter for the mac client i don't know if there still is a mac client for twitter but apparently on either on the twitter client or on the web version of twitter that mm. hasn't been updated so this problem doesn't actually exist there yet so there's a few ways around it at the moment if you were wanting what to consume android? the content i don't know about android a few people saying that they haven't updated their client yet so they don't know um, but I'll watch that with interest. And they interest. don't want to. Yeah, yes. well, that's right. They're probably <laughs> yeah. turning off all the auto-updates to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, okay, I know I say disaster. I say disaster more in the sense of accessibility disaster because I just think it's, it's not good the way they've, they've laid this out. And look, we all know this is going wrong. We all know it's going south, or at least feels that way. Or it's, I, I actually don't think it's collapsing. I know a lot of people love to talk about the collapse of the implosion. I don't really see that. What I see oh, is that's a the only reason. I'm, I that's the only reason I brought up the word disaster. Look, this is another straw on the camel's back, yeah, exactly. right? And I did see a, yeah, that was the thing that was brought up in one of the tweets about this is what happens when you don't, <clears throat> excuse me, this is what happens when you don't have an accessibility team. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's exactly right. And there's no one to overlook this and say, hang on, think about it from this angle. But do you that think the point. that it would make any difference when it came to Elon Musk? I mean, I think this is another point that people no, miss. No, not at all. They say, oh, yeah. if the accessibility team were there, they would have flagged this. Yeah, they would have. And, I, and Elon would have said, well, that's your problem. Nothing to do with me. I don't care. I, I yeah. genuinely don't think he would have been that bothered. And it's, it's interesting because I think if you were to look at this on a more philosophical level, which I'm not 
in any way qualified to do. But if I was to try and look into the mind of Elon Musk a little bit, think about what he says about disability. Think about how he talks about disability. He's working on a company at the moment, uh, or certainly founded a company called Neuralink, which is developing products to try and essentially, in his words, maybe cure disability. Some would argue mm-hmm. eradicate disability, right? Yeah. Now, eradicate has very negative connotations as a word, but essentially what he's doing is he's trying to find a way to say, okay, blindness may long, no longer be a thing, disability, paralysis may no longer be a thing uh, with this technology. Now, you can see the value in that argument, but also it gives you a sense of the mindset, which is if we can fix it, it's no longer a problem. And then so, so all this accessibility stuff and all that, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But the point is, you're not going to fix it. No, and you're not going to fix it for everybody. And, you know, I, I am sick. to. I, I get these stories all the time. You know, I get you, you see them as well. And, you know, there was a time when I, in my, my old job, I used to talk about these stories. And I, maybe it was just hope in my mind, but... I used to cover some of these research stories and you'd hear about the latest yeah. thing and how this was going to make a difference. And, you know, you get the newspaper headline, it would be new hope for blind people, Absolutely. you know, sight will yes. be saved and all this. I still get sent these articles from my parents a lot. Yeah. And I say, God bless you. But you know what? I'm not looking for that. If it happens, of course, I'm going to grab it with both hands. But I've been, I've lived my life with, in 10 years, you'll be fixed. You know what? It's not good for you. No, it, it's, 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 it's not good. It's a good to, place to exactly. Be. And it's, I think this is the middle point between the blind pride people, who you know tell you that you know life is just wonderful and you can have do anything you want. And I think for me, it's it's not that. My life isn't that, but my life is. I'm coping, and I'll cope better when I'm at ease with my disability. Yeah. And I'm at acceptance, and I'm all right with it. Ex- ex- well, I, I don't know if you ever really get to acceptance, if I'm if I'm honest. I don't feel I've ever eh, got there. Yeah. I don't even know what acceptance is, to be perfectly honest, because yeah, I think you have these days, stories for- you know, where it just oh, hits you, true. and you know, and suddenly yes. you think, oh, you know, and you have those days, right? I mean, I think that's the truth of it. And most of us feel that, and I, and I, I almost don't believe people when they tell me they don't have those days, because I've had people say that who are blind. Oh, I don't, I, I don't ever get that, and I think you're either lying. Or, <laughs> or, you're, or, or you're what, not, Stephen Scott? Well, you're either lying, or you're not. You're not recognizing it or acknowledging it. I think that's because that can happen as well, right? People cannot acknowledge it. We, we've all been there. We deny our own reality sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah, saying we should see- all be downtrodden or feel bad. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you know you just have to acknowledge some days are bad, some days are good, and that's okay. And likewise, it's not always a walk in the park, right? Exactly, because it's just normal human experience and nature with this stuff that's what actually but but that's what actually keeps us sane if i'm totally honest yes absolutely because if you're constantly living to this ideal that everything is wonderful and everything is great and why am i you know i remember just three or four weeks ago i was talking to someone about my weight issues i've been having for well pretty much my entire life and i was talking about the fact that this was me on a turning point and they then said to me, I'm not kidding, this was a blind person, said to me, oh, you'll be a Paralympian next. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, you, you cannot just you jump. Be. You cannot just It's like buying your kid a camera and saying, you'll be the next amazing photographer, insert famous photographer here. You know, you'll be that person. No, you won't. You're just a person with a camera, right? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah, okay, you might do yeah. well with it. You might not do well with it. But the point is, don't put that pressure on yourself. 
just live your life. Yeah. No, I agree. But I, yeah, I, I was saying I, I'd spent a long time thinking, just sort of on, on hold, thinking I'm, that a fix will come along. Yeah. And it just, you know, life passes you by. So, um, yeah, I'm not, look, I'm not saying I'm against research. Of course we're not. But I'm just saying I don't think sometimes the way these stories are presented, it may not be the companies themselves. It it's may be never just the, the media. It's never the companies. No, it's not. No. It's not the research institutes. And, and there is a lot of great research goes on. It's when the media gets hold of it and turns it into this cure for all. Because, again, this idea that everything about disability is bad. Um, and yeah. I, I, yeah. I really do have an issue with this. I mean, I have an issue with it because I, I feel I don't know what the message is from myself sometimes. I do have days where I think it is bad. This isn't, I, didn't want, I wouldn't want this if I had the chance to live my life again. I wouldn't say, hey, you know, uh, can I have all this, everything I had before? Oh, yeah, and that dodgy eyesight. I'll have that as well. Thanks. Yeah, that'd yes, be great. Please. Sign Double. me up. Um, yeah, no, not. you know, I don't think I would want this again, you know? And, and, you know, I know friends of mine who've got, you know, who've had kids. Blind people who've had kids and just hope their kids aren't blind. Just like, please don't let them have to go through no, the life. No, of course not. That yeah. I had to lead. Not to say those kids, if they are blind, won't get through it. They will. Yeah, but life's more difficult. That's something you can't get away from. Yeah, and, and any denial of that to me is futile. And it also misses the point because, you know, of course life is more challenging. Yeah, technology is wonderful and technology can aid in a lot of ways. But, you know, we've got to stop kidding ourselves on here. It's a challenge. and. The challenge is, you know, the ease through conversation like this, because then you realize, first off, you're not alone. And I think there's just so many people who feel alone at this point. They just think that the only person, and it's sad in a way, mm -hmm. it, it is actually sad that there's a guy in a shed and a guy in his back bedroom having to come together every day to talk <laughs> about this, to make this point and actually put it out there for people to hear. And of course, there's never enough people hearing it. You know, even if every single blind person in the world, if we could get every blind person on mm -hmm. earth to listen to this, it would never be enough because we, we need, like, I think we've had this said a few times on the show, we need other people to hear it. We need the, the conversation to widen to yes. a bigger audience. So, you know, share this podcast to the incidentals, to the bonus people, whoever you want to call them. <laughs> if you're one of those people, tell someone else, hey, you might want to listen to this because, yeah, they do talk tech and they do talk about stuff that maybe you don't know a lot about because it's new or different. But, you know, they also talk about the realities of being blind. And it's important to know that because you might never be able to have that. You, you know, as a sighted person, you'll probably never be able to have this conversation with a blind person, not comfortably. No, that's right. And I yeah. know that for certain because I would have exactly the same feeling talking to someone in a wheelchair. Absolutely, and saying, yeah. And, and yeah. trying to have Absolutely. that honest conversation with them without trying to hurt their feelings, right? That's, that's the nub of it. That's where, it's, yeah. that's where the issue comes from. But, you know, like you say, I'm not against the research. I think, you know, Ooh, keep up on the research. Um, I think we should say, God bless you, Elon. I mean, he brought up a lovely conversation there. Yeah, not on X, See, though. There's, there's a... <laughs> No, Sorry, hang on. Next. Really interesting conversation. Link image. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so X, there's a, there's a you know, way around it if you want yeah. to try it. It's funny because, again, and this is what really riles me sometimes, the, the, the people who tell me every five minutes that if you're not on Mastodon, you're the spawn of the devil. Uh, well, there's now another one. On Mastodon, they're talking about blue sky and threads. And I'm like, oh, please, not more. Can we just please stop pushing people to other social networks? Just it's pick funny. one. I, I did an update <laughs> yesterday in the App Store, you know, App Store and um, App Updates. And I saw, oh, 
there's an update for Threads. I don't think I've opened it more no, than twice. And I thought, I really should go back in there. But, you know, I thought, actually, no. I'm not, I'm, why, why would I? I'm not, I'm not actually interested. I, so. I don't have the capacity in my mind to deal with any more social networks. I'm sorry. If X decides to implode by you know, Elon's hand or otherwise, fine. I don't care. Honestly, I don't care. What I care no. about are the people who follow me. That's who I care about. I'm not interested in what Elon does with the company. He can collapse it if he wants. That's up to him. Tank it. Do you like Elon? I couldn't care less. Would the world be a better place without it? Probably. Honestly, without any of them, wow. it would probably be a better place. But we might actually start talking to each other like civil human beings again, as opposed to hiding behind our keyboards, being keyboard warriors every five minutes. That would be a nice world to live in. You know, where fact actually meant something, where we actually listened nope. to people who had, you know, journalistic integrity and thoughts and ideas oh. that were considered and gave balance and due you know, weight to both sides of the argument. That would be nice. As opposed oh. to man in pants sitting going, I don't agree with anything and the earth is flat, you know. How dare you have a go at me? <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful, and, Stephen and, Scott. And, and well that done. attitude oh, and no, that still opinion going. <laughs> being put up next to, you know, I don't know, BBC or CBC. And you're like, are you kidding uh, yeah. Okay. I've got good friends right. or journalists. That's why I get very annoyed when do, I see them being trashed. Do you feel better now? I think I do, actually, yeah. Yeah, good. Well, that's why we're here, Stephen Scott. Are you awake yet? Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, dear. Listen, so oh, much to talk it's about. Tech show. Uh, <laughs> well, we talked about tech. I think we got tech. Yeah, kind of. I mentioned yeah. tech. Right. So let's get to some emails, shall we? Um, Darren no. got in touch. <laughs> I don't want to. No, I'm traumatized. Okay. I think you're okay today. I think it's me that's getting Am I? it today. Okay. Uh, so uh, today we're going to hear a couple of emails about uh, the Caps of Smart Vision review and also uh, the online dating conversation that we were having with Eric, wasn't it? Eric from New York, who was asking yes. about online dating. So got some emails to get to there. So let's dive in with Darren, our first one on the Capsa Smart Vision 3 review. Hi, Stephen and Sean. Just letting you know, I thought you did a great review on the Smart Vision 3 mobile phone. And I do agree with you that Capsis need to think of doing a pro version of their phones, as well as the other versions. Are you going to do a review of the new Sense player from Hims, Darren in Northern Ireland. Thanks, Darren. Uh, I wasn't intending to do um, a review of the Sense Player because I'd have to buy one. doesn't seem anyone's interested in sending me one to review. So I'd have to buy it and I, I'd have to make a decision on that because I would like to put the Victor Reader Stream 3 and Sense Player review out as well I, because I think not, not so much to compare because I don't know if that's necessarily fair. There's a lot of different features in both. So it'd be more a case of just, look, here are the reviews. You decide for yourself which one works for you. We did have yeah. a conversation with Jason Fair recently. I don't know if you caught that one, Darren, but we did speak to Dar uh, to Jason Fair uh, from Toronto. He was talking about his experience at some length. So might be worth going back and checking out the episode with Jason. On two episodes, I believe, because the initial one was before the update, which brought in mm. the screen reader and the ability to add Android apps. And then we spoke to him uh, after that and how was his experience with that. Yeah. So there's two episodes you should uh, check out. Thanks for your comments, though, and I appreciate your, your time listening to the Capsis review. We've got another email on a similar topic. Hi, I was very interested in the Capsis review. I admit I am not much of a techie. The blind shell gives us apps, but in my opinion, many of them have glitches. Examples. I haven't used Zoom, but my friends say that it is kind of difficult to use, yet they crow about having Zoom on the phone. They gave us BBC Sounds. I don't know why, because it's quite easy to use that on the website. I find the app to be much clunkier. 
We can use email on the phone, but there's a lot to be desired. We have to open up a spam message before we can delete it. The internet radio app, there are so many stations that are not on it. It is a very limited database. Would the Capsis give us more complete versions of the app than an app that has been designed for the phone? You have to get a blind shell to compare. Come on, Mickey B. Come on, Derry. Come on, Blind Shell USA. Lend Stephen a blind shell. Kay. <laughs> Thank you, Kay. I keep asking um, and I get all kinds of assurances that it's coming, but I haven't had it yet. So I will wait again. You know, do, do I make the, 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 the leap and do it myself? Um, I kind of feel with the exposure you guys get on the show, I think, you know, you could send me a review unit for a couple of weeks and I can happily talk about it. I think that would be fair. Uh, I don't need to keep it, guys. I can happily send no. it back, but I just it would be good to be able to talk about it from from the perspective of of people who want to know, right? Because look, there's lots of people out there who want to buy these things or who may be interested in buying them, but there's lots of questions you have. And one of the great things we can do in this show is have a conversation. You guys can get in touch, and I can let you know what's coming, and we can you know we can do that. But yeah, I, I, I so from my understanding, or at least from my knowledge because this is a google certified phone the capsis i'm talking about it does have the ability to pretty much get any app in full you're not getting a stripped down version of anything it is the version that everyone gets and of course there's huge benefits to that because when there's an update to that app you'll get the update um when there's uh, if the app's available now in the play store you'll get it you don't have to wait for it so, yeah. you know, I think I think there's always a bit of confusion with the Smart Vision 3 because I think it, maybe previous generations were built differently. I don't know. But this one is a Google device in the sense that it is just a traditional Android smartphone, but it happens to have that keypad attached. That's, that's the only difference to, between it and other Android phones. It does run, as I mentioned before, Android 11. It's not running the latest Android, which is now 14. So... But it, it does have its own... could potentially be upgraded, I guess. If I remember rightly, it does have its own sort of built-in apps there as well, doesn't it? Well, it, well, it's got a launcher, which has got downloaded apps from the Play Store. You can get them anywhere, anywhere in the Play Store. Oh, right. It's not okay. specific to the caps. From my understanding, gotcha. anyway, from my understanding, I do... You know, what, when we had... I'm trying to remember the, the guy's name who was on uh, from the, the company... Ras Mobility, goodness, my brain. Um, but we had um, we had Ras Mobility on a couple of weeks back, and we were talking about this. And he said that even those apps, you can get those apps from the App Store or from the Google Play Store. Um, yeah. So that's good, right? So all the, all they've really done is they have just customized the launcher with those specific apps, downloaded, ready to go uh, on the phone. It's, it's the only bit that's different, really, is the launcher, which in my view is a lot easier because it's just a list. Of course, yeah, absolutely easy accessibility. Mm. But I must say, that's the first time, Kay, that I've heard anyone say there's issues with the Blind Shell um, Classic 2's apps. Because everyone always says, you know, oh, it's great, because the apps are there and they're really accessible. It's the first time I've heard there may be possible issues. I, I've got no experience at all, so obviously I don't know. But um, it's just an interesting point you bring up. I'd like to know about that. On the subject of why there's no pro version of the Capsis Smart Vision. Janine weighs in. Okay, Stephen, here's my take on some of the reasons companies like Capsis might not use the latest and greatest from operating systems to devices. Number one, the development cycle for assistive tech is much longer than for mainstream tech due to the small markets and beta testing samples and small development staff for many companies. 
Number two, first you have to find a device you can modify. Not having had my hands on the Capsis phone, I don't know how they have set it up to have a keyboard and touchscreen. We know the blind shell phones have a physical overlay, and that style goes all the way back to the Maestro GPS devices that covered a PDA whose name I can't recall offhand. So maybe your company figures out a size and shape for such an overlay, but then phone shapes and screens change. Crap. Number three, any company trying to build or even develop something from 2020 onward has had to deal with supply chain issues. The parts just aren't there. I'm not sure how long Capsis has been making this phone, but given the interface, I'm sure they wanted sufficient stock before putting it on the market. Given all those reasons, my only concern about the phone is what happens when Android stops supporting devices running Android 11. Ira ran into the same issue with the Galaxy J7 phones we used to use for the Horizon kits. Once we stopped supporting that system, the phones had less than a year of use left before Android stopped supporting their software. Maybe it was a tad longer, but they were so slow by then no one really tried hard to use them. I'm convinced that the only way we could get devices that could be customised with buttons, braille or whatever that run the latest operating systems would be to have the big companies buy out humanware, Capsis, Hims, and other players and take them internal. From your description, I really do like the phone. My husband didn't like the blind shell in part because the name put him off. He also didn't like the fact that it was an older phone. Makes no sense as his flip phone is, well, an artefact. He wants an Android <laughs> phone but is leery of a touchscreen. He has some neuropathy in his fingers and due to traumatic brain injury, sometimes has difficulty manipulating his hands for things like navigating a touchscreen. I'm curious to try the new iOS feature where you can have only the icons you use in specific places on the screen. I do think he'd look at the Capsis phone if I wasn't the one showing it to him. Thanks for the review. <laughs> Janine and her cat Spirit, who has helped in the production of this email and wishes to take credit for all of the nose and paw prints left on the laptop screen and readily identified by AI photo descriptions. <laughs> Thank you, Spirit. <laughs> well, that's, that's interesting. Firstly, I, uh, my, I'm exactly the same. Sarah will in no way take any tech support, tech advice from me. Absolutely not. Anyone else except from me. Uh, yeah, partners just don't listen. Nope. But, I, I mean, the Smart Vision 3 sounds ideal for your husband there, Janine, doesn't it? Well, it certainly ties into this discussion, of course, we've been having endlessly about touchscreens. I wasn't going to bring that no, up. But, 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 but this is an exact case in point where someone who will not or will have reasonable challenges using a touchscreen, this is why the Capsis exists, right? And the blind shell to some degree as well. Um, it's funny you, you mentioned, Janine, about the name. That's an interesting point. I wondered this as well. I thought about it a different way, though. I thought blind shell to me makes it very exclusive to blind people, right? And the way these phones can become not so much mainstream, but certainly get a bigger share of the market is by having a name that's a bit more inclusive to mm -hmm. everybody. I remember there's a story I, I remember years ago about a guy who was developing a phone and it was in the days of those candy bar type phones that you get, like the Blanchard Classic 2. And um, he had developed this phone. He'd taken it into a big UK phone network to, to pitch it to them. And he said, the phone for blind people. It's going to be great. It's going to really help people. It's going to text to speech. And it was a great device, brilliant prototype. And they were really impressed. But they asked the immediate question. And this is, this is the bit of the story you don't often hear. They asked the question, what's the market share with blind people? And he's, he told yeah. them a number, which was, I think, in the UK, the, the average number of people who have vision loss or some kind of vision loss is 2 million. And that can be, you know, from starting out with, with you know, vision deteriorating all the way up to total blindness. Roughly 2 million people. 
they're sitting there thinking, 65 million people in the UK at this point, and you're trying to sell me 2 million of them? And that's assuming 2 million people want to buy this A phone. subset of that, yeah. So you can see their immediate thought of, we're a big company, we want to put investment into this, but this is just too small a market to put the investment in. Whereas if you market it as a easy-to-use phone... Which is what he did. Use, he went back with you, the same prototype, yeah. he renamed it, and he said, we can sell this to seniors, people who struggle with touchscreens, people who don't want that type of phone, and he was able to sell it because it was a much wider market. And that's the reality of it. You know, we can sit here and we can yeah. pretend, and again, we can tell ourselves that accessibility rules and it's the most important thing in the world and everything should be accessible. And I agree with all of that, but you cannot make that the sole selling point because if you do, what ends up happening is people turn away from it thinking, well, yeah, but that's an exclusive thing for you and it's not really going to sell to other people. The businesses aren't interested. And that's why we have specialist companies. Now, the, the, only, the exception I always bring into this is Braille because there's not going to be a, a mass market for Braille out there. Not, you know, I don't think there's many sighted people going to buy a, a braille display um no. if ever right I, I can almost categorically say that would not happen unless you were training someone on braille you might loan one or you know rent one or whatever um i think in order for us to get accessibility into every product it needs to be in every product and it needs to be across the board yes that's the solution really is get it into everything you know i mean car manufacturers i think are farther ahead down the line than, than anybody else, actually. Not so much on accessibility, obviously. There's an accessible car. <laughs> but, but Why didn't the, I know? From the point of view of they build the same vehicle, it has all the same features in it because they just want to do one production run and then they just switch on and off the features as necessary. You know, you want, you want extra features? You can pay to unlock them. And to yeah. me, that makes yeah. a heck of a lot more sense. Do that with everything. Do that yeah. with everything. Except accessibility, by the way. We're not paying for that. That should be just a given. <laughs> yes. It's not, that is not a chargeable extra, okay? That's a feature request. Yeah, it's, it's not a feature. Yeah. No. It's everything. It's the access. <laughs> uh, listen, we've got to take Go a break. On. We've got to take a break. Already? We'll, yeah, I know. Well, we're way over time as oh. it is. You know, he's, he's going to wake up and he's not going to be happy. So he's going to be saying, these guys still talking? They haven't taken a break yet? So we'll take a break. Oh, we'll come sorry. back. We'll, we'll, we'll get lots more coming up here on Double Tap. Call the Double Tappers now, 1-877-803-4567, or email us, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Okay, let's move on to online dating, uh, because that's another topic that's come up. Eric in New York brought this up, actually, a week or so ago, uh, asking about accessible apps for blind people. We did refer to the Datability app, which is available in the US and Canada, and uh, we did a, an interview with them, uh, the people who created this app uh, a while back. So we actually uh, put that out on a recent Double Tap Express episode. So go check that out. But if you uh, want to hear what uh, people think, well, Chris Turner has been in touch with his thoughts. Hi, guys. A few thoughts on the accessibility or otherwise of dating apps, having used a few on and off as a blind screen reader user on iPhone and Windows. Apologies, a bit of a long one, but there are a few issues. Firstly, there are none I've used so far, which I would say are 100% accessible. Some are usable to an extent, others have actually gone backwards accessibility-wise. The developers often give you a stock, we'll look at it answer, or don't reply at all. OkCupid, okay, to name one, currently it's useless with voiceover. Most buttons do not react to double taps. Some things seem not to be visible to voiceover at all. Their website is also a mess. They do not seem interested in fixing this. 
I've contacted them a couple of times, even made a screen recording and talked through the issues. Some, like Bumble, have improved a bit, but ironically, though they state they're inclusive, their contact form is inaccessible, as it has a visual-only capture. At least last I tried a few months ago. However, you can use quite a few of the features with a few annoying exceptions. Again, no response from them when I've raised this so far. Hinge is reasonably accessible, to be fair. General issues that apply to any dating apps. There are a few scammers, especially on the free apps. They're usually quite obvious, though. A lot of people will just give a link to their Instagram or are several thousand miles outside your search area. You can draw your own conclusions as to why. Handling your photos is particularly tricky, as although we can use apps to recognise them and organise into folders in the Photos app, when you upload, they typically go into an app gallery area, which you can't use to explore image feature, basic though it is. They also don't seem to consistently always put the newest at the top or bottom of the list. Most apps want you to verify your images by posing in a particular way or lining your face up in a target area whilst it records a short clip. Again, this is pretty difficult if you can't see the screen at all. On disclosing your visual impairment, well, I don't have a definitive answer to this. Sometimes I have upfront in my profile and other times admitted and not raised until I've been chatting to someone. Over my time of using these, I've been on a few dates, been stood up a few times, blah, blah, and currently single. I know I'm not really selling myself here. Lol. There will be, unfortunately, a lot of people who have preconceptions about blind people, maybe feel awkward about interacting, saying the wrong thing, or simply don't want to date a disabled person. That's life, though. I would say if you're going to give these things a go, don't invest too much emotional energy or self-worth into them. Women in particular get so many messages in these things, so don't take a non-reply as necessarily a consensus rejection. Try to get photos of you out doing social stuff, fun things, as well as a basic selfie. Well, so I've read anyway. Keep it light. Look at it as a bit of fun. Obvious things like don't hassle people if you meet someone, all good. But remember to stay safe and keep doing things you enjoy offline if you can. Chris. Brilliant, brilliant advice and uh, great review of some of those apps as well. Some that I've never even heard of. So Hinge and Bracket, was that one of them? Hinge and something? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's for the older gentleman. <laughs> um, that, that, was, uh, that, was, that was very interesting, very good. And uh, yeah, great tips. I think you're right. You can't... Uh, it's something we've touched on many times is the isolation. And sometimes it, it, it can be a little bit overwhelming and, and almost lead you to do things that you know you shouldn't do mm. or aren't particularly safe or, you know, sort of almost reach out for that that relationship that, you know, maybe isn't quite there yet. So, um, yeah, it's it's so difficult, though. It is so difficult. And the blindness, the disability thing on top, you know, do you be up front? And when you do that, are you immediately cutting out, you know, 80% of people simply as they see the word disability? You know, I, I don't know. It's, it's so tricky. Yeah, I mean, I suppose one school of thought is if you at least are up front about it, then you get over the hurdle quicker and you'll kind of separate out the wheat from the chaff a little bit, right? Because people who would immediately find out you're disabled and just run a mile, well, you kind of get rid of them right away. They don't even engage with you. Um, so maybe there's something in that, you know, it's it, because at the end of the day, that's, that is going to come up, whether you like it or not and whether they like it or not. So you're going to have to address it. And if you're going into a relationship, I mean, it depends on how you look at these things, right? I mean, some people use them as hookups and just, just that's it. You know, just literally. I don't connected. know what that means. Well, I, I don't really know what it means either. But what I understand about what it means is 
let's just say you have an evening of enjoyment together, you have a wonderful meal, and who knows what else, and then you all go dancing. home again. Yes, uh, lovely. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful dance, and then home uh, by ten o'clock, just in time for Coronation Street. Um. This is Coronation Street heavy, <laughs> by the way. That's a UK soap opera that everyone enjoys, it's, and it's available in Canada. So, yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, I Listen, I remember oh. sitting for a meal. One of our wonderful, one of our wonderful team at AMI was sitting with uh, having dinner a couple of years back, and um, he was telling me that he had, was going home that evening to watch Coronation Street. Oh, it's universal. It brings us all together. Just don't mention anything about it because they're about six weeks behind. So, oh. yeah, all right. Okay. Uh, so don't mention anything about, you know, that guy that's the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't um, say anything. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yes. The, uh, relationships and dating. Relationships yes. and dating. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think, I don't know. It, it, I, because I don't really do it, I don't, and I've never done it, and I absolutely would dread to do it. I think I would just you know, decide it on yeah, a life of celibacy, I would stay to be perfectly honest. Yes, yes. Um, I, I, I still think it's far more to... to it's far more um, effective to go out and socialise, do something that you want to do. Pretty much what he said there in the email, actually. Just go out and socialise in something you want to do. If that's, you know, getting together in a group of whatever it may be, even learning Braille, right? Whatever it may be. Um, I think socialising in that way is far more effective to actually making a relationship more of a possibility than doing it online. That's Maybe the bit it's just that's my, lost. My age. Yeah, that, 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 I think it is a bit of an age thing, at least in... In terms of our generations, that's how we would look at it. You know, generations today just want to communicate completely via a device. So yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I, I just find it's much more difficult to get that that connection. And plus, I think it's more far more effective uh, use of your time because if you're doing something socially, that's not okay. The the relationship thing's still there. You're going to meet people and something yeah, can come from hang that. On, that's what I was going to say. Right? Having so, fun of yourself. But I'm, I'm saying, you know, it depends on what you want to achieve. So if it is just a casual hookup thing you want, then that's very different to a relationship. And if it is a relationship you're looking for, you want something long term, then I think you've got to start from a place of honesty. Because it's never going to go anywhere if you've got no honesty in it. So if you start off by by not talking about your disability and that coming up, I mean, we, we want to tell ourselves it's not going to be a factor, but of course it is. And if that person finds out that you're disabled and maybe feels as if, hang on, why didn't you tell me this? Yeah, you're starting off on a you bad could, place. You could right? meet someone who's ideal, but they feel they distrust you now because you don't, you're like, what else aren't you telling me, you know? You, it's a Blind difficult game to play. You know? It's a well-known fact. Yeah, and can you bluff it? Could you hook up uh, and they didn't even know you were blind? I would be impressed. Oh, that would be that so w- cool. That would be super blind. Yeah, as long as you never have to leave the table, order anything, <laughs> go anywhere, <laughs> read anything. Yeah, no, it'd be fine. <laughs> uh, Tracy also gets gets in touch and uh, weighs in on this. Hello, Stephen, Sean, and of course Laura. I have used dating apps, some accessible, well, mostly such as eHarmony and Elite. In the end, I found my new partner through local singles Facebook groups. They are free and although you still need to be cautious, if they are run properly, they are inclusive and you can at least look at their Facebook to make sure they are legit more than you can on a dating app. Up to you what you disclose and honestly not the best experience, I have made a couple of friends along the way and my partner, so it was worth it. Sean and Stephen, unfortunately, it is how people are meeting these days, young and old. A shame, but unless you meet through work or friends, then online is how you meet. Best advice I can give? Lots of good communication before and after meeting. Ask lots of questions. Gauge their answers. Be cautious but honest. Be careful what information you disclose, such as address, etc. 
till the time of meeting and meet in a public place. The good thing about the groups, people warn you if someone isn't very nice, men and women both. Well, they did for me anyway. I hope this helps the listener and others. I am in Australia, but I'm sure these Facebook groups are in other countries too. Just search singles, your local area, and they will come up. Thanks for all the tech and non-tech info. Keep up the good work. Warm regards, Tracy. That, that's an excellent point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's like, going back to social media again, but social media groups, I mean, the accessibility is far better by the signs of it. And um, there is a bit of a community there where if someone is you know, new or slightly has a bad reputation, you're more likely to be informed. I think that's a really great idea. That's a great, that is a great idea. There's a bit of, bit of safeguarding going on amongst all that as well. Uh, moderation yeah. is, is the key there with some of these Facebook groups. It's funny, isn't it? We talk a lot on the show about X and we talk about Mastodon. Very rarely do we talk about Facebook. And there's actually probably more of a thriving community of blind people there uh, yes. than anywhere else, to be perfectly honest. Um, it's, it's a place, you know, we, we have a Facebook page, I believe someone might set up. Maybe it was me. I don't remember. But, you know, we really should put, put something <laughs> on it every so often. Um, we should are we no i don't know, I don't know. probably I don't know. not I, I, i'm not i know i'm not because my buffer only goes to mastodon and x so yeah we should just add facebook to that as well since you can still get the links from there um right look before we go um i, I wanted to play this feature in because i love when lena gets in touch and sends us a demo and uh, this one will appeal to you if you want to chill out this weekend um i love a train journey don't be you sean but i love a train journey Hmm. Um, okay. okay. Uh, but, but look, I think the train journeys that <laughs> no. you and I have are different, right? Because I tend to travel on national rail from one end of the country to the other, which is a yes. very, or can be, not always, but can be mostly a relaxing experience because oh. you're just sitting there for four and a half hours, the train's just straight there. Whereas, you know, if it's a local train, eh, it can be a bit yes. less, you know. I always stand by the toilet. Yes, like off drunks and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So. My first class does make a difference as well, Stephen. <laughs> I'm not saying anything, but you know, if you're in the uh, cattle no coaches idea. with me, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. But you're right. More champagne, sir. <sighs> different, different class. Um, not always the better class, I will say, but there's a different class for sure. Anyway, if you enjoy a train journey, well, you don't have to leave the house thanks to an app, and Lena's here to tell us all about the Train Sounds app. Hello, Double Tappers. It's Lena. And what you are hearing is Train Sound. I was doing a story time at the library, and I was going to read stories to the children that involve trains. And we did have a very good time that day. But I wanted sound effects for them. And of course, I didn't want to spend any money. So this app is free, it is ad-supported, and apps pop up about every five or six times we do something. They always have a close and a close advertisement button. I find that the easiest way to get to those buttons is to put my finger near the bottom right of the phone and then swipe right till I hear the magic word close. Occasionally, an ad has an install button. I would not allow a child, even though this is rated for and up, I would not allow a child to play with this app unsupervised because of the occasional install buttons. And I always want to know what ads kids are seeing anyway. 
but developers have to make money and there are many sounds here. There are horns, whistles, the railroad crossing bell sound, the sounds that different types of trains make. If we were standing next to a track as a train went by, there are old fashioned trains and newer trains. There's also a recording that sounds just like the train station in my neighborhood with the train announcements and the all aboard and what have you. All the screens are laid out the same and we will look at train sound number 25 because that's what you heard at the beginning of this demo. And I double tap the pause button so train sound 25. I'm putting my finger in the upper left hand corner and it tells me what sound I'm on. None of these are titled. You just have to play them and find ones that you like. Swiping right. Back button. Back. The, if we double tap that back button right now, we will go back to the list of train sounds. We'll do that in a minute, but I want you to see what else is here. Swiping right. PDN pause button. There's the button to pause or play. Swiping right. Time button. There is a timer. If we double tap, time we'll button. go here. Train sound back. PDN pause. Time button. Set timer duration. Okay, set timer duration, and I got to that just by swiping right. Now, no timer. No timer is the one I have selected. It doesn't say selected, but when we double tap, whatever we hear it say, that's what will be selected. So if I wanted to change this to one minute, one minute. Train sound 25. I would double tap, it would select one minute, Back. and Button. then if I wanted to push the play button, it could play for a whole minute. That would drive me crazy, so we're not going to do that. Train sound 25. I do want to go back to the train sounds list. There are 45 of them that actually have something recorded. Number 46 doesn't make any sound. Train sound 26. What I'm going to do is four finger single tap to get back Setting. to that upper Settings. left hand corner where the settings button is. We'll double tap that. Train sound 25. Settings. And because I was in train sound 25, it repeats that even though it has taken me to the settings screens as I can prove by swiping right. We've back. got our back button. Rate us. Rate us. And swipe right one more time. More apps more apps. And I wanted you to see this button because this developer has all kinds of sound effect apps. Birds, animals, Halloween sounds, Christmas, and then he's got nature sounds and water sounds. Some of them are just for entertainment, but there are some to help people sleep. And those are marked health and fitness. There is a lot of his apps in the app store and if we double tap this button it would take us to the app store have fun double tappers thank you so much lena once again for another wonderful app review please keep them coming uh every time lena sends one in she says you don't have to use this 
It's okay. You don't have to get... Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, we do. Because they're brilliant. <laughs> they're great. Because more coming up next week, actually. But uh, yeah, I just, I'm so, I just You're love downloading it. that one right now. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. no, I love that, these the sound effects. I didn't quite get was the, the timer. Does that mean it plays the, the, the sound effect for a certain amount of time? Or it pauses and plays it like, you know, play that sound effect in five minutes? Oh, I don't know. Because I'm thinking I could connect it to my HomePods, my iPhone, and then, you know, in 10 minutes have the sound of a train coming through really loud just to freak out my partner. <laughs> that would be great That's fun. nice. Yeah, I think it's yeah. the kindness that I notice from you more and more. Yeah. That's what happens to a relationship after 30 years. Yeah, exactly. You just try to Find annoy, each, to other. annoy <laughs> each other. How are you finding the HomePods? Oh, yes. No, I love them. In fact, they have become my my main speakers. The studios, I'm ashamed to say, have been moved out. They are the Echo Studios. The, the, the Echo Studios. Yeah. yeah. They, they just, uh, the HomePods just sound so nice, so rich. The sound is amazing. Now, I am missing the smarts, I must say, and um, even the rest of the family have said you need to put a, 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 an Echo back in the living room mm. because I'm forever shouting out, you know, what, the, what time is it or whatever else it may be. So I am missing the smarts, but when it comes down to the sound quality, you just can't touch the home pods. They are amazing. Well, the reason I ask is because I've been playing around. I decided to bring, let's just say lady S onto my Mac so that I could use it on the Mac. Right. I mean, you know, mm. why not? And I, I just forgot to turn on the setting. I mean, you turn it on with the Mac, you can hold that, you can choose what you want in terms of the, the way to bring it up. I think you can talk to her, but also you can just hold down command and space bar. So command and space will bring up the spotlight search. But if you hold down command and then hold down space, it will invoke her. And oh, um, right. it's a cool way to, to get access to it. So just before we came on, I said, do not disturb for one hour. And of course, that's exactly what it does. Um, and, you know, things like the time and all that, checking my calendar, it can do all that stuff as well. So I just, I, I go back and I think back to Greg, was it Greg Hayes, wasn't it, who got in touch with us and gave us all these ideas. In fact, we, we talked at length about the whole oh, pod. yeah, that's right. And yes. um, yeah, yeah I, I kinda, I'm kind of going back to that because I, I do, I, I'm very tempted to put these around my house. I love the sound of the, the new home pods. And um, I was in the store the other, the other day because there certainly are updates to it that are worth considering, even though, because, because I don't know what it is, these, these old home, these first generation HomePods I've got just don't seem to behave very well. I don't know what is going on. Really? I was going to say, because you already, you were straight in with the Gen Zero. Yeah, that's you? right. So, and just these days, even the HomePod minis I have, they don't behave very well. And they, they also, the old, or the first gen HomePods, they don't have that ability to connect with the phone. You just walk up and hold the phone over and it will just pick up. It doesn't do that. It does it on the HomePod Minis, but not on the... the, the I don't use gen. that hardly at all. How many times am I listening to music on my phone? Very rarely. I just shout out, oh, play no, whatever. I'm listening to music. I would start something on my phone, and I would just walk up to the device and just hold it over, and it would just transfer the audio across. And I think that's pretty that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's something I don't use very often. I have noticed the other day I was listening, and only one side was working. I had to... Uh, there was an update, and it fixed it, though. So there's ah, still... Okay. Couple of little glitches, but uh, overall, amazing. Yeah, I think I may uh, reinvest in the world of HomePod a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know me, I'm all in. I'm all in. Just la- latency <laughs> next week. Latency on the <laughs> Mac means I can't really 
enjoy using it with voiceover. I can't make them my main speaker. That's the only thing that bothers me. Oh, is there a latency? There, well, there's that, and there's also that whole Bluetooth waking up thing. I don't know if it is Bluetooth well, yeah, that's causing it or Wi-Fi. It uses AirPlay too, doesn't it? On, Which on is that Wi-Fi? So, it's Wi-Fi. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. Anyway, uh, where are we? Friday. Quick program note for you. We're off Monday. Thought I'd better mention that. Again? Yeah, I know. We're off Monday. It's Thanksgiving in Canada, so happy Thanksgiving oh, when it comes. Happy Thanksgiving. But we are back tomorrow on the Express. Catch you then. That was just <laughs> The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.